All right, it looks like I'm live. I hope this is working out just fine. I don't know. This is the first time I'm trying to go live with YouTube, so if there are some hitches in this, um, blame YouTube. It's not my fault. Not not my fault at all. I am 100% perfect because I am Joe from Joe's Disc Golf, and I want to welcome everybody to this first live recording of my podcast. Uh, I'm going to be looking around here. This is the first time I'm really doing a live podcast. So I'm looking around. I've got show notes on this screen. I've got my stream health on this screen. I've got more crap on this screen. I've got so much stuff everywhere. I'm trying to monitor my levels to make sure I'm not clipping. Make sure you all can hear me. I don't know if I can hear you. I need it. Where did, where did Mozilla go? I lost Mozilla. Mozilla, come back. Okay, so if you try to type something in chat, if you're watching this live, that's great. Uh, I will try to get to it. If I don't see it, I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to try to get there, but I need my show notes because I have notes for the show to make this less terrible than it already is. But I do have a great show this week. I have so much stuff to go over here. I've got updates. Judgment Day is coming. It is so coming so soon. Whoopsies. Don't hit the microphone. You hit the microphone. Bad things will happen. Also with Dynamic Discs, they're going to... They've released their 2021 priority list, and there are some surprising discs not on that list. And I am not very happy. But that's all right. I'll get over it. Not really. Dynamic Disc. Jeremy, what you doing, man? What you doing, brah? Uh, I also will review the Latitude 64. Explorer, I have two flavors here, the Retro Line and the Opto Line. If you're listening on the podcast, I was holding up a red Retro Line Prime Feeling Plastic, if you're familiar with that, uh, DX Plastic. I'm trying to think of the other base model plastics. And then we've got the Opto Plastic Pink Explorer, which is uh, the more premium, more durable uh, star plastic. I'm trying to remember. It's been a while since I've thrown Anova consistently, so I'm sorry, everybody. I really am. And we have movement on the pro teams. There has been quite a sizable amount of movement here. And we'll finally wrap things up with a fantastic caller question. If you want to ask me a question to answer it live on the stream or in maybe a little Daily Digest podcast format, you can always do that over on anchor.fm slash Joe's Disc Golf. You can also leave me a comment on this podcast. I will try to get to it, depending if it's appropriate or not. We keep things PG-13 here, people. No swearing. Bleep, bleep, bleep. Also, you can find me on social media at Joe's Disc Golf. That is on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook.com slash Joe's Disc Golf. I make it real simple. You can also find me on the internets, joesdiscgolf.com. That will take you to a blog where you can find all of my social stuff, all of my blog posts, my reviews, any thoughts, comments, as well as any podcast. Yep. So let's get things started here. Before we get into that, though, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Anchor.fm. If you have ever tried to start a podcast and you thought, hey, I need to start a podcast, I want to start a podcast, I've got something to talk about, I've got 
disc golf knowledge. I've got computer knowledge. I've got knowledge about coffee. The greatest gift on God's green earth, coffee. Thank you so much. Whatever you want to talk about, you can talk about it on a podcast. And it is as simple as just signing up for an account on anchor.fm. Go ahead. Go over there after this is done. Got to get those views in. Got to get those listens in. Go over there. You can start it up. You don't need any fancy equipment. I have headphones. I have a decent microphone here. The Snowball, the blue Snowball. It's a good microphone. Cheap. But you don't need it because you want to know why? You can go over and watch it and just use your phone. Everybody's got a phone. Y'all got phones, right? That is a Blizzard reference there that most of you probably won't figure out. But everybody's got a phone. And with that, you can just go ahead and live stream. <clears throat> you can live stream on YouTube. You can do that on Twitch. You can set it up and record your podcast. This has kind of gotten off the rails here. I've gotten distracted. Let's bring it back to Judgment Day 2021. If any day we thought would be Judgment Day, we would have thought it would have happened in 2020 because, let's face it here, 2020 was a giant poop show. And that's that's putting it nicely. Remember, PG-13. Maybe I can say, crap. Ooh. Naughty word. Judgment Day. Dynamic Dist has released a short video in a very artsy, mysterious way that clearly the disc that you're looking at is a putter. I was looking around. I don't have a putter next to me. Clearly, it is a putter. Clearly, that is a judge. That it, That is, that's a given. That is a judge. I am confident with that statement right there. Also, it's called Judgment Day. So I'm going with the theory that it is something about a judge or see my previous podcast where I detail how I think Eric McCabe is a Terminator. And we're going to be reliving Terminator 2, Judgment Day. However, those dates don't really line up. Uh, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, was released in July 1991. They're not going to wait till July. That is the heart of disc golf season. That is not a good time to release a new disc. You want to get that info out now, January, February. Get production ramped up. Get everything out so people can try it, play it, and have fun with it. My thought, this is also going to be Trilogy Challenge 2021. This will be the putter. I don't know what the driver, I don't know what the mid-range is going to be, but that will both come from Latitude 64 and Westside Discs. If you've never played a Trilogy Challenge, I highly recommend it. Uh, for what you get, pretty cheap. Um, you get three discs. I think it's like 30, 40 bucks. I could be wrong on that. Don't quote me. But you get a shirt, a mini, and three discs. And when discs run for eh, 15 to 25 bucks a piece, we're talking normal plastics here, nothing special. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a pretty good deal. So... I still haven't totally ruled out that McCabe Emac is a is not a Terminator. I don't know. However, I still think this is going to be a judge. I think it's going to be an Emac judge. I don't know what they're exactly going to call it, but I'm going to say Emac judge. Uh, it's going to be like the Emac Truth. I think it's going to be a touch more stable. the The numbers I'm thinking here are probably a two four a half. 2 or a 2403. Uh, the normal numbers for a judge are a 2402, 
they did retire the slammer in 2019. The slammer was a 3203. So this could fill that gap where it is a little slower, a little more stable, and just kind of fill that role because I like the slammer. I do. I have a couple. I have one in my bag. I have a lucid slammer. I love it. It's great for windy shots, straight headwinds. I know exactly what that disc is going to do. However, that one is really stable. And for someone like me, my, here's my bag. Um, a Slammer, uh, Justice, Enforcer, Raider, Felon. I used to have a Criminal. So if you haven't noticed, if you're not familiar with Dynamic Discs, if you don't know many of those discs, I, I, I'd be a little surprised if you don't know the Justice. That is one of the most overstable mid-ranges. I love it. It is it's a great it's a great disc, but my bag is crazy overstable. So with that, it's um it's a lot of fun. Uh so I like overstable discs. And this would kind of fill that role where there are times where I would actually like the slammer to be not as stable. Uh those are rare occasions, but it is it is going to happen every now and then. So maybe they knock a little bit of glide off the judge. Maybe they make the rim a little more shallow because I, it, I do get it. Um, the, the part I really don't like about the slammer is uh, the deep rim. And that is my same complaint that I have for the guard. I also like the guard, the dynamic disc guard. It's a, it's a great disc. It's basically a mini ultimate Frisbee. It is, it's the same size. It's regulation disc golf disc, but it is great. It will do exactly what you want it to do. It has great glide. The problem I have with it is the rim's a little too deep compared to everything else I have. So if they can make the slammer with a judge rim and a bead, heaven, oh yes, that would be great. Hopefully I didn't blow out anyone's eardrums with the clap. That was a little close to the microphone. All right. Also, oh, yeah, I forgot. Um, since Latitude 64 also has the new Royal Line plastic, um, maybe, maybe we get something like that. Where Dynamic Disc, I mean, it's no secret, Dynamic Disc has all their stuff printed in Sweden, manufactured in Sweden by Latitude 64. Um, maybe they'll have some kind of variation of the Royal Line plastic. I don't know what Dynamic Disc would call it. Because we've got the Prime, the Fusion, Biofusion, um, Lucid, and Lucid Glimmer. Maybe it will be the Super Duper Lucid, and it'd be really cool. Who knows? But speaking of Dynamic Disc, they released their priority list. And call me a Dynamic Disc shill, if you will. I don't care. I like their discs. Everybody's kind of got their preference. I've kind of gravitated towards that. I'm not sponsored. I have no vested stake in the company. If they start to act like total tools, I will drop them in a heartbeat because I have no personal connection to the company. I think they do great work. Don't get me wrong. But it's just like any other major company where as a consumer, I get to choose with my wallet, with my dollar, if I don't like the way a company's going. If all of a sudden... Dynamic Disc started saying some horrible things that uh, they hate puppies. Let's just say Dynamic Disc just releases the I hate puppy line and I'm going to drop them in a heartbeat. Now, I don't think they'd ever do that, but hey, that's that's an example. So back to this. 
Not a dynamic dish shill, not uh, whatever. Say what you want, I don't care. But I could not find a priority list like this posted by any other company. If they're going to do it, they haven't done it yet. If they posted it, I haven't seen it. I'm sorry, send me those links on Twitter, on YouTube, Facebook, um, Instagram, all at Joe's Disc Golf. Leave me a comment. I will gladly do that there. But with the explosion of disc golf over 2020 uh, with COVID-19 and, and disc golf just growing in general, disc golf really has picked up. But COVID-19 was really a blessing in disguise for disc golf because more people were able to get into it. Uh, Brody Smith jumped in and brought a ton of people. His channel was huge, is huge. And he was able to bring a ton of people in. Uh, suddenly you can't really go out. You can't hang out with other people. Golf courses are closed, but public parks are still open. Now, most disc golf courses, if not all, are in a public park. There are a few private courses, but those aren't really around that much. So the deal with that then is you can go out, you can play with friends while still social distancing. I mean, I never really thought about it before, but playing disc golf on a normal basis, the way me and my friends play, it's it was social distancing before it was cool. We all have very different styles. We are different skill levels, so it doesn't matter. We're always <laughs> six feet. We'd we'd consider that close. <laughs> we're not we're not usually that close to each other. So disc golf, huge explosion there. As a result, dynamic disc, light two sixty four, West Side disc, Prodigy, MVP, Innova, Discmania, Discraft. All the disc companies, I can't remember them all. There's too many to count right now. They keep growing. Could not keep up with the demand. There's just so much that is going on. One of the local shops here that is just getting into selling disc golf merch, they happen to jump in in January. Boy, did they see some huge sales. However, their July order came in time just. Their, their order, I should say, that they put in for July came in just in time for Black Friday. For those of you outside the U.S., that is one of the last Fridays in November. So <laughs> they're a little bit behind, understandable, but they got a ton of this huge selection. They had a decent selection before, but things happen. Um, now, going back to that, uh, we have a few highlights here. Let me just pull that up. Come on, open the link. Open hyperlink. Go. And let's do this. Haha, -ha, look at that. Hey, I got two followers, a comment. Boom. We've got our priority list here. Let's see if I can make that a little bigger, easier to read. Whoop. And let's there we go. Now you can see my ugly mug and what's going on here. Let's see. Do I have the mouse? Mouse isn't showing up. I'm sorry. At the top there, you got the Bounty. That is the newest disc in Dynamic Disc lineup. It is a good disc, I think. I just got my hands on one, so hopefully I will get that up and get a review on that. Your Normals here, your Breakouts, your Captain Defender, huge, huge popular one. Emac Truth, I'm surprised this isn't in every type of plastic because, again, great disc. I have it in Prime, but they're not manufacturing it in Prime. Enforcer Escape, right down that list. Justice is only getting lucid. I'd love to get a classic soft Justice. I'd love to get my hands on one of those. That, I, 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 I don't know what I would do. I'm a mess. I can't even form words right now. These are all in order here. Your Raiders, 
uh, share of trespass, vandal, truth. Uh, nothing too crazy there. I know I said there's some surprising things there, but <gasps> clickbait. Huh? If you want to check out this page, I do have it down in the description below. So go ahead and you can check that out. Why is this all funky? Let's transform this fit to screen. Ta-da! But yeah, pretty, pretty standard there. They're excited. Uh, they do mention that um, this is not a complete list. So if there's something on there that you are hoping to see that isn't on there right away, then, well, it's probably going to get manufactured. You're probably going to see it. It's not necessarily going to be a top priority but it, it'll happen you'll you'll probably get it or you'll be able to find something else like they discontinued the criminal 2019 and i just bought like four of them because i really like the criminal and then i picked up the felon and went huh yep that is the same disc you can also check that out i'm gonna have this tagged somewhere i think it's this side haha -ha. nailed it uh you could check out my review of the uh, criminal versus the felon in my battle of the beef series however spoiler alert tldr they're basically the same the rim is a little smaller but overall not not too crazy there i can't see around my microphone there we go you make truth regular truth yeah good stuff now we're going to talk about my review of the explorer and this is going to be kind of the written portion of this this is the essay portion where I talk about all the fun, nerdy stuff here. And, um, well, here we go. Released in early 2018, this disc quickly became a hit. One of the buddy of mine, one buddy of mine, got this disc shortly after release and would not shut up about it. Any of my friends watching this, you know who you are. He talked about it so much, I got to the point where I didn't even want to try it. I didn't want to even touch this disc because, oh my god, he would not shut up. However, since I'm here in late 2020, well, I wrote this in late 2020. I'm recording this in early 2021, so let's say three years later, I finally got my hands on one. And now I know why he wouldn't shut up about it, and that is nothing to do because I believe he won't stop. If he stops talking, he will die. But this is a great disc. Uh, I've got two of them here. As I said before, I've got the Explorer in the Retro line. This is a less durable plastic, more grippy. And the Opto Explorer, uh, more durable, a little less grippy. Both of them great. Uh, let's start with the basics here, though. I have these discs. Uh, oh, wow. I shouldn't jump ahead. I should really stick to the script here. For those unfamiliar with Retroline Plastic, it has a feel similar to the Dynamic Disc Prime Plastic. Needless to say, this plastic isn't very durable, so I'd be very careful when throwing your Retroline Explorer around any trees, because you hit a couple of these and it's going to turn super understable and not fly anything like an Explorer would. Which means I was terrified to throw this anywhere near any trees, so when I did all my testing, I did it in an open field, which is where I do most of my testing. I do take some of these out on the course and try them out there on shots that I know I have nailed. Uh, you could take a look at the Battle of the Beef, Anvil vs. Justice. Those, that was fun. I was actually really surprised. And again, spoiler alert, TLDR, 
they're basically the same disc. Um, there is a little more turn and a little less fade with the Anvil, and just the opposite there for the Justice. Both great discs. If you have one, don't worry about you. You're not missing anything with one versus the other. There is a difference with the rim, though. The the edge of the rim is... I don't have that with me either. Nope, I don't have it with me. So uh, the Justice has more of like a bead on it, and the Anvil is more of like a diagonal line on it. So I would, if you're, if you're trying to figure out which one of those you'd want, I would go ahead and check out both discs, try them out in your hand, just see how they feel with your grip. So, uh, the Explorer here, the numbers we've got here are a uh, speed... Let's try that one again. The Explorer is a speed 7, glide 5, turn 0, fade 2. So this is a pretty flat flying disc. It's just going to go straight and then fade a little bit at the end. Nothing too crazy. Pretty easy for me to turn over on a forehand. On a backhand, you can turn it over a little bit too. Uh, with the speed 7... You shouldn't have to worry about having a big enough arm for this. This is definitely a user-friendly disc. This is something that if you're just learning, um, that you uh, you just progress from a mid-range to a fairway driver, I'd say this is a great one. It'll have enough stability for you where you don't have to worry too much. It has a lot of glide, so it's going to make you feel like you can throw like Simon Lazat or Eagle McMahon, even though we all know we can't. That's That's just a given. I, I wish I could throw 450 feet, forget 550, 600 feet, but that's a whole different, uh, that's a whole different story there. This, the glide is fantastic. Uh, when I let this go flat on a release, it will just ever so slightly turn to the right, stable up, and then finish pretty much just straight in front of me. It's a great disc. The Explorer is one of those great discs for a long tunnel shot or something that you just need this to go straight and finish flat. You can put this on a big hyzer, and it will definitely have a reliable fade back. You don't have to worry about anything there. So, who is this Explorer for? Well, this definitely, as I mentioned, has wide appeal for everybody. An experienced disc golfer like myself, I would say I am high-end, intermediate, low-end, advanced. With my arm speed, I'd say arm speed is advanced, accuracy, touch, uh, low-end, intermediate. Um, so with that in mind, I think that the understable nature of this is not that bad. It is, it is a great disc where it's just going to keep on flying. It's just going to keep going. And you're actually going to have an issue where you're just going to go, no, 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 the basket, no, you passed it by 40 feet, 50 feet that's a good problem to have. That means you can take a little extra off and increase your accuracy. Now, this one is 175 grams. The other one's also 175 grams uh, right in there. I mean, I know we all look at the different weights. It's not really that big of a deal. Um, a couple grams here and there is not really a big deal. So, I think everybody should go out and check out that disc. If there is a specific disc you want me to review, go ahead, hit me up on social media. Here we go, plug in the social media again. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Joe's Disc Golf. Go ahead, find me there, and let me know what you want to review. I've been doing a lot of Trilogy Plastics, so Westside Discs, Dynamic Discs, and Latitude 64. 
that's because what I, that's what I mostly throw. Uh, I do have a few other discs that I'm getting into, but I thought it would be easier for me to practice and get better at doing reviews by throwing what I already know, kind of figuring out that technique there and then really getting that journalistic quality review there, trying to find the hard-hitting facts and all the mysterious things of other discs. Yes. Now... Let's get into the protein movement. There has been a lot of movement here. The end of 2020 into 2021. Let's go ahead, pull that site up and switch over there. Now, uh, I'm going to go through this. This is going to be in the 2020 sponsor alphabetic order. So we're starting here with Discmania. Casey White, Colton Montgomery, Eagle McMahon, and Kyle Klein will all stay with Discmania. Moving over to Discraft, we have Adam Hams, Andrew Fish, Andrew Presnell, Austin Hannum. Uh, nope, 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 nope. I got ahead of myself. Adam Hams, Andrew Fish, Andrew Presnell, all stay with Discraft. Austin Hannum is moving to Prodigy. Benjamin Callaway and Brody Smith also got a Discraft extension. Big surprise there, Brody Smith, hugely popular. Really stupid if Discraft did not continue that relationship. Oh, man. Could you imagine Brody Smith going somewhere else? I, I can't figure that out. <clears throat> Courtney Cannon and Haley King also will stay with Discraft. Trevor Harbolt will move to DGA. Cynthia Riccati. Logan Harpool, Miles Seaborn, and Sarah Gilpin will all stay with Dynamic Discs. Looking over here at Alexis Mandawano, I probably butchered that. I am very sorry. Move from Innova to Discraft. Calvin Heinberg, Ellen Wild Wideboom, Evelina Solonen, Garrett Gerthy, Greg Barsby, Hannah. Bloomross, Roos, Bloomroos, Holly, Finley, all will stay with Innova. The big news here, James Conrad is now a free agent in all technical ways of the meaning of free agency because, well, he's been seen at the MVP headquarters. He's been seen in fields at different courses, throwing some MVP discs. I'm just going to go out on a limb here. Um, I'm going to make a bold prediction here. James Conrad is going to sign. Wow, my voice cracked there. Puberty is a rough time. James Conrad is going to sign with Westside Discs. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He's going MVP. Let's let's be real here. James Conrad going MVP. Jeremy Colling also staying with Anova. Madison Walker, free agency. Haven't heard anything there. Again, if you want to look this up <clears throat> all on your own, you can go to discgolf.ultiworld.com that's u-l-t-i world.com uh let's see if i can move this Rip right there you can see it put this back i also have a link in the description below and you can check out this list here these guys over at uh ulti world do a great job of keeping track of all this because i had a hard time trying to find this nate sexton own Scoggins, Scoggins, are both staying with Innova. 
<coughs> Sarah Sinclair is moving to Prodigy from Innova. Scott Withers moving to Discraft from Innova. Thomas Gilbert moving from Innova to Prodigy. Valerie Mon Mondawano. Did I say that one? No, there's a different person with the same last name or similar last name. I apologize. Oh, you guys also can't see this. Staying with Innova. Drew Gibson moving from Legacy to Unknown. Isaac Roberts Robinson, MVP to Prodigy. Sarah Handel is now with Prodigy. Kale LaVisca, Chris Dickerson, Ezra Robinson, Heather Young, Seppo Paju, Payu, and Vayano Michaela. I, I am sorry. I butchered that. I, I really apologize. Uh, you guys are all staying with Prodigy. Good job. Big one here, Ezra Adderhold. Not on any of these lists. I am actually a little surprised with that one. Uh, we've got to change this over here. But yeah, I was surprised. Ezra did a fantastic job this year. And I am absolutely flabbergasted. Word of the day there. Flabbergasted. That he's not signed with some major company. It's actually quite surprising to me. Because he's done a great job. Yeah, he's with Team OTB. But I'm surprised. I, I really am. Now, let's get into our caller question. Let's see. Let's. Can I make this play? Two questions, actually. Can I make this play? And will you guys hear it? Hopefully, the answer is yes to both. Hey, Joe. It's RJ. I have a question about putter-only rounds. First, what are they? Second, why does someone do one? Third... Who should try it and what skill levels actually benefit from doing a putter-only round? And finally, what are some tips to avoid taking a bunch of double and triple bogeys or throwing your favorite putters all across the course? Thanks. Bye. All right. Well, that was that was a good question. There's a lot to cover there. That is That's more than one question, so it's a good thing I charged by the question. No, I'm just kidding. It's all free. Anchor.fm slash Joe's Disc Golf, and you can submit a question just like RJ did. But there's a lot to cover. So let's uh, let's break this down into some smaller bite-sized portions here. First, what are they? Putter-only rounds are exactly what they sound like. You get one disc, you get a putter. Now, I cheat a little bit. I, I use two because my putting putter is a classic soft judge. I've already hit one tree with it, and it looks like there's a mountain range right into the middle of the disc. So I don't, that's that's also not my throwing putter anyway. So what I suggest is for putter-only rounds that you have your putting putter and your throwing putter. If that's the same disc, that's great. That's fine. Not a big deal. But I want something a little more durable, something in the lucid plastic, whatever the top grade plastic is uh, for whatever company you throw. And something that I know if I hit a tree, other than getting really mad and frustrated, the disc isn't going to change its flight characteristics. Now, you do that a couple hundred times, yeah, it's not going to fly anything like you thought. But if you get something a little more durable, that's fine. If you have something a little less durable, I'd recommend having a couple backups ready and waiting in the wings. 
Um, other than that, it's just a normal round. You're just using a putter, which really makes your decisions when you get up to the tee a little easier because you're not going, well, do I throw the mid-range? That's kind of far, but fairway driver, I don't know. It's, uh, well, do I throw my putter or do I not play? Simple, easy. You play, duh. Throw your putter. Next part of the question, though. Uh, why would you do one? So there's multiple reasons for this. One, you can work on your form. A putter is, generally speaking, a very neutral disc. So if there's some form flaw that you have that you haven't recognized because maybe you roll your wrist, but you throw overstable things like me, like your host here, the wonderful, amazing Joe. Well, a putter isn't going to hide that. You're, you're going to see that. It's going to turn over and go right on a right-handed backhand throw when it should go straight and finish slightly left, if not staying straight. Um, so it, it will work to show you those flaws, which goes into the second part of that. It helps you work on your form. So if you know you're rolling your wrist, you see your disc doing something weird, you know that, oh, I need to try to work on this. I will, on this next throw, focus on a straight pull through, keeping my wrist nice and locked and neutral and just going through, not worrying about anything like that. It also helps with the shot planning. Um, we're not all Ricky Waisaki who throw his pig on just about every round. That man is career is just a putter only round. He throws that pig ridiculously well. Now, for us mere mortals who can throw a putter, let's say, 200 feet and less, not 400 feet plus, that really forces you to break down a hole. It, uh, it, it teaches you that, all right, I need to look for a route. I need to look for a safe landing zone to plan ahead for my next shot. Because let's, let's be real here. When we're playing in tournaments, you're going to come across holes that are far longer than you can throw. And we see this all the time. Go watch any of the Jomez or GK Pro or insert favorite company name for disc golf coverage. You see these guys that will throw 400 feet, which is great. It's fantastic. But guess what? It's a 500 foot hole. They're not going to get all the way to the basket. So you're going to try to get to a landing zone. Maybe play something a little more aggressive and, and try to see if you can get it to slide up a little further. Maybe you get a little lucky there. So this really helps with your shot planning and just going forward and going, all right, not just disc go there. No, I'm going to put the disc, I'm going to drop it near that group of trees there, try to keep it to the right of that so that I know I can get an easy shot to get laid up, to go right up there to the basket, and then boom, that 300-foot hole, I now got a par. Maybe I throw in a 100-foot shot for birdie. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe you get lucky. We all have, we all have those rounds. If you're my buddy's wife, you can't putt from the circle, but you put her 60, 70 feet out, and it's like nothing every time. It's ridiculous. So what skill level? This is this one's a little more challenging because I know I said that putter-only rounds will help you show form flaws. Well, here's the thing is you really need to develop your form first. So someone who's just starting out, someone who's a very beginner-level person, that's, that's not going to go well. Um... You're going to get super frustrated and things just aren't going to be all that great. 
Now, doing some field work with a putter, I think, will help. But overall, a putter only round, it's more of a advanced beginner. So someone who's been playing for a couple months, someone who's got their form pretty much down, maybe, you know, it's not perfect, don't, don't worry. None of us are perfect. That's just the way things are. Um, but it is someone that would, okay, like, I've got the form down, I've got my epic step, I've got a decent reach back, I think I'm doing things right, let's go ahead and check this out. Uh, after you've got a grasp on these basics, I think a putter round will really help you out with your decision making. And when you're still learning, and even if you're an experienced player, grab your cell phone and go ahead and start recording yourself. Record your form. You'll be amazed to see what happens when you are just watching yourself. How you're going, oh yeah, I'm, I'm doing this right. And then you watch it and go, oh God, is that what I look like? Oh yeah, my form's terrible too. That's that's a whole different story there, um, but it is it it can be rough. Um, the first couple times you watch yourself, you're going to it's going to hit you hard. You're going to go, wow, that's uh, that's what I do. I thought my backhand form was better than that. That's why my friends were laughing at me. But no more, no more will they laugh. Now tips to avoid double and triple bogeys and throwing your putters all over the course. Uh, field work. Field work, field work, field work. Get used to throwing a straight shot in an open field. Um, there are a couple holes uh, in Fort Wayne that I like to go to that are um, wide open, 400 plus foot holes. They can really help you out so you don't have to worry so much about your solid footing. Because if you do go to the field and you are throwing from the same spot, you're going to wear that spot out in the grass. I like going to one of the parks near me. It has a big, long tee pad. And I know that standing on the concrete, I can focus on my form. Now, I, it's not totally realistic. It's You are going to throw from the grass. That's, that's a given. You are going to throw from uneven footing. That's a given. However, when you're specifically working on form... That's just one variable you can take out. You don't have to worry, okay, my feet, uh, I'm going to roll an ankle if I try this again. No, I'm on solid ground. I don't have to worry about that. I can focus on a correct X step, getting my hips through, working on my pull through, just doing all that stuff. Now, you you do have to understand your disc too. You have to know how your uh, putter is going to fly. Again, this is going to be field work and videotaping yourself, working on those form techniques there and doing your field work. You also have to be patient. Um, you're not Simon Lazat or Ricky Wysocki <laughs> who can throw a putter 500 feet. We've all seen the highlights there. We all just watch and everybody just is amazed at, I think it was Waco when Ricky threw his pig 400 feet and parked it. Absolutely outstanding. You need to plan your so shots. As I mentioned before, you need to go out and just make sure that you know that you can throw your putter 150 feet or 200 feet, whatever it is. Just know it's just like knowing all your other discs. I know on a shot that's 260 feet, I'm throwing my justice if I need a forehand. If it is legitimately 275, 280, I'm throwing a felon. I'm turning it down on the speed, but I'm, I'm disking up because I know I can't get that justice there. So there's that. So if it's a 300 foot hole, we're going to do a simple little imaginary exercise here. So you've got 
a 300-foot hole. You're standing on the fairway in front of you. Two trees, basically, uh, let's call it 40 feet off the end of the tee box, forming basically a double mando. You don't have to go through, but if you try to go around, it's just going to be bad. And then you've got trees dotted all along. So what you want to do is take that putter, you're throwing it 100 feet. You're going to throw it up, you're going to get it up past those trees. You're going to get it into your safe landing zone. So we've thrown it 100 feet, we've got 200 feet to go. Next shot, you're going to have to hyzer around just a little bit. Just a tiny little baby hyzer to get around a little group of trees to get into your clear spot so you can have a wide open, easy next shot. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to take it, we're going to take it, baby little hyzer right around. It's going to land nice and soft and you just threw it perfectly. Good job. Now we're at 200 feet. We're 100 feet out. You have two options. You can go for it and probably miss. I'm sorry. That's just a fact of life. I'll miss. I know it. But you can kind of do a little baby run at it, a half run walk, basically, is what I like to call it. Um, so you'll just go up, you'll throw it, and you'll throw it, and boom, it's right under there. You took a four. Not a big deal. That's not a big deal at all because we're doing a putter-only round. And scores eh, don't really matter as much, in my opinion. If you're doing a putter-only round, you're working on shot selection, and working on reading the course, and you're working on your form. You're not worried about your score. So forget about the score. Who cares? Now throwing your putters all over the course, getting it all willy-nilly into the trees and off the fairway, that's just going to take practice. Uh, there's no substitute for just going out and practicing in the field. That's, that's just how it goes. Now, if you want to review, brush up, learn proper technique, I highly recommend Danny Lindahl. Again, call me a dynamic dish shill. I don't care. It, it is what it is. I think he does the best. He breaks everything down in a way that makes sense. He breaks it down into the footwork and the X step and the reach back and everything else. He breaks it down into such small bite-sized things, little options here, where you can get on that Go ahead and um, break down, give you drills, do some drills, make sure that everything that you have is working just right in your form. And that's what I did. I took about a year off, didn't play at all in 2019, played here, didn't start until uh, July, end of July, August, and I went right into looking at his stuff. And it was great. It really helped me out. I have a link for that also in the description below. So he really does a good job. Um, it's it's a fantastic series. It's called The Physics of Flight. There are five seasons of that. I think there's like 20-something odd videos. Great stuff there. I highly recommend going to check it out if you want to review form or maybe you want to learn how to throw a grenade. Maybe you're trying to learn how to forehand. You're not a natural forehander like some people who are talking on this podcast right now. And anything else you want to know. It's, it's really great. Uh, it's a fantastic series, and I highly recommend you go check it out. And I think that does it. That is all of our topics, and it has been 45 minutes. Holy mackerel. How have you people tolerated listening to me for that long? But I thank you all. It's been a fantastic ride here. Thank you for watching on YouTube or listening wherever you get your favorite podcast Joe's Disc Golf Podcast for free. 
We're on all the major ones. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor.fm slash Joe's Disc Golf, and Breaker Radio, a couple others there. There's a ton. Anchor FM also sends it out to all of those. That's why I don't remember all of them. I remember the big ones. Spotify, look out Joe Rogan. Joe's Disc Golf is coming for you. <laughs> Probably not. I wish. Uh, Apple, obviously. I have an iPhone, so that makes sense there. And uh, Google Podcasts, because Google does everything. Our internet overlord. So if you really enjoyed the stream, really enjoyed the rebroadcast, really enjoyed the podcast, rate, review, thumbs up, like, subscribe, all that stuff. It really helps out people to find this. You can also share this across all social media, force your friends to listen, build up that fan base. I really thank you all for listening, watching. Again, if you want to be part of the show, go ahead to anchor.fm slash Joe's Disc Golf. You could leave me questions, comments, concerns, screams of pain, any of the above, all of the above, none of the above. It's all up to you. All of your contributions really help to go uh, far with this podcast. It helps me get discs so I don't have to worry about sponsorship and being biased or anything like that. I can review things. I'm looking at reviewing the bounty soon because of what I heard that disc is, how great it is. I also, for Christmas, got a mock shift portable home basket, which will definitely have a review coming. It is a fantastic uh, little basket there. Uh, remember, with every good tree kick, to thank Treesus. And with every bad tree kick, you should do some soul searching because you probably did something wrong. You should ask forgiveness and ask Treesus to bless your disc and avoid future transgressions. Everyone have a great day. Thank you for watching. And that just about does it. <laughs>